0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Rochelle. This podcast started as a space to use my voice, to share my journey of healing, and it's turned into so much more. It's a space about all things emotional, because for me, learning to self-regulate and accept what I was feeling was game-changing. Together, we learn the tools to self-regulate. We talk spirituality, holistic healing, and modalities such as human design and astrology to help you radically trust, love, and accept yourself. I have some amazing guests on here that share their story and share their tools. And this is really just a space to support you in healing mind, body, and soul. So I thank you so much for tuning in and putting yourself first. I appreciate every single one of you. Welcome back to another episode. This episode is with Desiree Jamila. Desiree is a soul care educator and the host of Your Soul Care podcast. She is deeply passionate about empowering others to prioritize their connection to self by combining the human design system and the practice of soul care. As a way to dive deeper into energetics, she studied the science of happiness at Yale University and became a certified circle facilitator and EFT practitioner. In July 2022, she will host a transformational retreat in Sayulita, Mexico called The Becoming Me retreat, where she will guide participants in accessing their inner knowingness as they spiritually identify their shit and surrender using the CIS method. Uh, More information can be found on her Instagram, which is at with Desiree Jamila. Everything will be down in the show notes, but it is spelled D E S I R E E J M I L A, with Desiree Jamila. She talks about this in this episode about um, self care turned into soul care, what that journey looked like for her. It was actually really interesting. We talk about. Um, LA and she lives in Sayulita, Mexico, where I went last year for my um, birthday. And then this weekend, I just got back from a trip to LA. So it was kind of divinely led to like have this episode released this week. It is usually a solo episode week, but Desiree is having a becoming me, which is a BIPOC and queer event in Sayulita, Mexico. So I wanted to make sure to get this out with enough time that if that is of interest to you, that you can go book and join this, this retreat. Because from my experience last year in Sayulita, like I'm literally still feeling the effects of that place. It is so magical. It is so beautiful. And just she talks about the retreat and you know what it means and what's all included in everything in this episode. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I got this out there so that you can join if you feel called to, because again, Desi is beautiful. The Sailita is beautiful. And I can only imagine the magic that's going to unfold during this retreat. So uh, my my weekend in L.A., I didn't really know what to expect going there. I've heard some different kind of things. I've heard, you know, interesting energies and vortexes and all these things that can happen there. And it actually falls on my Jupiter-Neptune line. So I was kind of expecting to have a somewhat similar experience to what I had last year in Sayulita because Sayulita fell on my Neptune line. And so I was just feeling this super deeply spiritual connection down there on the water, you know, walking all day outside in the sun, which is so healing and so therapeutic and just so beautiful. And I just experienced so much while I was there. And like I said, the effects of that trip, like I literally still feel it It was one of the most powerful trips, most powerful experiences I've had in my life. And so this year when I was planning to go somewhere my birthday I knew I wanted to go on the beach because I just I love the water and it's definitely one thing that's missing where I'm at there is no beach there's very little water um and so I knew I wanted to go there and of course everyone sees you know the music videos and the movies and all the stuff that happens in LA and it just looks absolutely beautiful um I have a friend that moved out there in February so I crashed with him for the weekend and (sighs) I don't know if it was because of all the transits and all the stuff that's been coming up for me. You know, Jupiter was in Pisces and just switched over to Aries. Um, I've felt a lot of Piscean energy this so far this year. There has been a lot in Pisces. And so it's kind of been this battle of, you know, addictions, codependency, people pleasing, all that stuff. And then the, like super spiritual, super tapped in, super emotional sides of me have been really like coming to the surface. And last week was... The last two weeks, I've been really kind of emotionally and energetically draining, Um, you know, with all the tools that I have and all the awareness and all the processing. I feel like I have an awareness level, you know, when things like this happen. And, you know, I knew that I was kind of leaving my routines on the side and just kind of like not in the space that I normally am. And so I went on this trip. It was just really interesting. I, f- I had a great time, so don't get me wrong. I had a great time. It was beautiful. So much vegan food. We spent all of our time in the sun. I'm literally exhausted now being home. Just so much energy in that city, right? And I think when you're highly sensitive, and you know, for me, human design, I have feeling cognition, so I literally like, tap into the energy that's around me it can be really confusing sometimes to know what is mine and what isn't. So really understanding to clear that out. And so, you know, I spent no time this weekend by myself, right? Apart from like taking a shower, which again, I love the company. I had such a great time, but I realized how important that isolation is for me. For so many reasons, I could dive into my chart and explain it, but it's just so many of us, right? It's so important to come back to ourselves and to be able to ground in yourself and know what is right for you and what is not. And so while I was there this weekend, I just felt this like kind of like underlying heaviness. Um, I noticed some shadows that were coming up from things that, you know, I honestly like some of the shadows that I felt coming up were from shadows in my early 20s. And it's really interesting because as I was, you know, kind of like doing some um, watching some videos, and I'm part of an astrology group, uh, year-long astrology cohort and we dive into a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm always just like YouTube videos of astrologers that I follow and stuff like that. But with this Jupiter's and Aries, this Jupiter and Aries energy, you know, because it hasn't happened in 12 years. And so, you know, one of the things is to look back at 12 years ago, right? And how you felt and what you were experiencing, what you were going through. And so 12 years ago, I was 24. And it, I think I noticed that a lot of the the shadows and triggers and insecurities that I found coming up, um, were actually probably from around that time, probably between 20 and 24, right? Those, those kind of those like younger things. And so it was really interesting to have these like shadows come up for me, things that I don't necessarily concern myself with anymore that were coming up. So it was really interesting to like experience that and kind of see that, um, I didn't feel like in an emotional low. Um, we went out to, oh my gosh, of course, perfect. <laughs> and then my birthday was on Sunday and that was the lunar eclipse, the full lunar eclipse. And then, and then we had the full moon and we went out to the beach in Santa Monica and the pier. We just walked along it and then we found a spot on the beach and we sat and we journaled. And literally, if you are on my, if you go to my Instagram stories, um, I don't know if it's still there but I'm about to post a reel too, um, of just my, like a little quick one minute, uh, thing about my LA trip. But yeah, so we were able to sit there and watch the lunar eclipse. Um, absolutely beautiful. I mean, the moon was like red and then we watched it just become this vibrant moon again, right. When the earth got out of the way and the sun reflected, I mean, it was just, it was absolutely beautiful. And I was like, man, I just felt like so connected in that moment, just like, feet in the sand, listening to the beach, like I was a little emotional in in, in that space. Um, you know, just really writing down things that I need to release in my life, things that are no longer serving me, things that I know don't work anymore. Um, but man, what, what a powerful, beautiful space to be in on my birthday, it was just absolutely perfect. Spent all day on Venice Beach, just being out in the sun and in the crowds and in the water. And just, ah, uh, it was, it was, it was that duality right like it was so beautiful and powerful and all the things and then there was this shadow side right like that's one thing like i noticed about that city i think like if your intention to be there if you have the right intentions it can probably be a beautiful place for you right like the experiences but if you go there with the wrong intentions i can see how that place can just suck you in and be toxic and the drugs and the alcohol and the partying and whoo i mean even for me just being there you know for the weekend the amount of like drinking and you know like you can just walk on the street and smoke weed. (laughs) It was like blew my mind. Um, but yeah, it was just like really interesting, just kind of like being like sucked into all those things. Right. And so, um, again, it was a blast. It was fun. I don't know that I could live there. Um, I could definitely probably go visit again and maybe like set some intentions before I go to have that in mind of like what I want to experience. Cause I literally just like showed up and ran with it on this trip. And I, and I do believe like everything that happened was meant to have happened. Um, I was meant to experience whatever, whatever, you know, I experienced and meet whoever I was supposed to meet and all those things. Um, but I think I would be more intentional about what I plan to do, um, who I plan to spend time with. If I did go back again, which I think I could, I, I could go back again. It was it was a very cool place. It was beautiful, like down on the beach and stuff like that. But just Yep, a lot of duality in that city, a lot of duality. So there was desperation, there was sadness, there was all the things then there were, again, there was beautiful, beautiful sides to it as well. So Yeah, this episode, I'm really excited to bring to you Um, just a really great conversation. I met Desi in Sailita last year, um, and she is a three five emotional projector. And so we really connected on human design. Um, She's a photographer. And yeah, we just connected on a lot of things. And so I asked her to come on the podcast. And so I'm so grateful that she did come on the podcast. So that is what you are about to experience. So enjoy it. And um, as a reminder, of course, human design sessions are available. You can head down to the show notes, um, book that session. If you want to DM me, if you have any questions about it, feel free to do that as well. It's typically a 45 to 60 minutes, maybe a little bit over session, just diving into your chart. And I, I can't speak enough about human design because it changed my life. It just gave me the validation of all the things that I knew who I was, you know, that we sometimes label as wrong or bad or we're conditioned out of being. And it just it yeah, it's just a beautiful process. And so I'm love that I can bring that to people and have those experiences and just see the shifts in the aha moments during these sessions. So Again, all the information is down below in the show notes. I feel like lit up again by um, just like I think I felt lost for a little for a few weeks there of just like, what am I doing? Is this all worth it? You know, all these all these questions that we sometimes have imposter syndrome creep, creeping up, but I feel kind of like reignited now um, being back and kind of like having this experience and letting all these things settle. So all that being said, um, if you feel called to rate, review, subscribe, subscribe um leave a review on apple itunes it really helps spotify you can just hit the five star review and even if you're just listening i appreciate you so much you can connect with me on instagram at rochelle.christian the link for that is down in the show notes i love hearing from you guys it really helps me too to know like what resonates what lands what you want to hear more of of course i'm always open to suggestions if there's any guests that you you know would hope to hear on here any more content you would hope to hear just let me know uh, i love you all so much and enjoy this episode Alright, you've heard me talk about Dame on here before, but I honestly cannot speak enough about this brand. I have just about every toy that they have in my little um, drawer next to my bed. But honestly, Dame toys can be used solo. They can be used with a partner. The quality is amazing. And my personal favorite is the ARC because you can turn that vibration on or off and it still gets the job done. I have been obsessed with this toy for years. The Air is also one of my favorites. I recently got their arousal cream and it feels so good. So Dame has been so amazing and given me a code or given you a code um, to get 10% off on dameproducts.com. The code is Emotional10. That is E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L. Um, so put that code in at checkout Dame is also now in Sephora so so easy you can just pop it in there um, but to get that 10% off head over to DameProducts.com, pop in Emotional 10 and get 10% off the arc or whatever toy you want to try um, but I promise I like I said I've been using them for years and I'm just so so excited to bring it to you as well uh, you are going to love it I am so excited to have partnered with Seed Probiotics. We know this podcast is all about emotions and the state of our gut greatly influences the state of our emotions, our ability to self-regulate. And so it is so important To take care of our gut, it's like having a little mini universe inside of our body, right? When we have good bacteria, it's running efficiently, and when we have bad bacteria, things can get a little misaligned. So, seed is incredible. I started taking them around November, and within 48 hours, I noticed the difference. Seed has a double capsule it's a pre and probiotic. So, the prebiotic digests in your stomach, and the probiotic actually goes to where it's supposed to go to be the most effective, which is your colon. The science behind this is incredible. You can geek out all about it. I honestly love, love, love this product. Like I said, I've been taking it for months. I noticed such a huge difference, and I am so excited to be able to bring this to you. If you use the code EMOTIONAL, E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L, at checkout, you will get 15% off your first month of the Daily Symbiotic. That is code EMOTIONAL at checkout. Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. Today I have Desiree Jamila. Um, and I always just ask um, for you to introduce yourself. Just let everybody know as much or as little as you would like about your story, how you got here, you know, anything kind of pivotal along the way. Um, and yeah, just your story. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for
1: having me. <laughs> uh, my name is Desiree Jamila, I am a soul care guide. Uh, the host of Your Soul Care podcast, and the creator of The CIS Method. And so I'm deeply passionate about empowering others to access their own power instead of outsourcing it, essentially, and um, helping people transition from self-care to soul care. So what that looks like is being able to deepen the practice with self rather than doing what you think you're supposed to do to make yourself feel better or feel, you know, seen or aligned. It's like, you know, really, really honoring and honing in with, um, I guess energetic integrity, I would like to call it. Mm -hmm.
0: And so for you, what does that look like? Like how, how did that journey start for you?
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, I would say during the pandemic. So obviously the pandemic was a huge shift for everybody, right? I call it the divine pause. Um, but specifically for me during that time, I was also going through my Saturn return. So it was like, okay, get your ass on track and like what you think you're doing. No, nope, there's going to be a huge life pivot. Um, but kind of my story as far as when it comes to really aligning with the transition from self-care to soul care was coming to the realization that everything that I thought I was doing to take care of myself as a projector, as a Taurus, was absolutely missing the mark. And for me, that was a huge um, ego death. I definitely went through a moment of just feeling deflated and defeated that You know i thought that i was doing the self-care thing right so i come from a background uh in hollywood working in fashion photography and music video production and all the things hollywood right and so i would work really long hours but i would also make it a point to um self-care really hard after that so that involves like renting a airbnb and joshua tree Um, getting all my favorite foods and just binge watching whatever show I was watching at the time and doing all these things that felt great in the moment, but in essence were really more like escape rituals more than they were self-care rituals. Right. And so once I came to that realization and came to the realization that I was avoiding the problems And the things that were emotionally upsetting me, even if it was the tiniest thing, I would just, I was really good at pushing it away and pressing the mute button, right? Um, So when I came to this, my senses and was like, oh, shit, I've been failing at this self-care game. What am I doing? I'm not actually taking care of my inner self. Um, That's when I started to transition to soul care and intuitively kind of three, five, my way through and coach my way through what felt good to me in terms of um, aligning energetically. And that's kind of how the SIS method was born was just kind of divine alignment in terms of just doing what intuitively felt good for actually starting to honor my emotions and align with myself.
0: Mm-hmm. What was that point for you? Like have you always been clear on your intuition or was that something that was kind of like learned? Like, was it something that just, you know, because I really resonate with like, you know, doing all the self-care things. And yeah, I think within that sometimes self-care is like such a buzzword, I feel like, you know, or it can be right. So it's like, Oh, like you said, sometimes it is more numbing out or like avoiding than it is actually like, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, And I think like personally, I get really structured in like my what we call self-care but like, I love that you were like following your intuition with that and making it more and making it deeper and making it, like you said, soul care. So I guess my question is like, was the intuition something that was just that relationship with your intuition was something that was created? Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause I think a lot of people, when I first learned about intuition, you know, cause it's so soft and so quiet and it's it, the ego, like always overpowers it. So it took me mm. like years to actually be able to be like, Oh, like this is a ping. This is my intuition. This is like something that is guiding me. Um, cause the ego always wants to just like drown it out. So mm. like, was that always something you were in tune with or was that learned?
1: I can't say that I was always in tune with it. I think it literally was at the time that my intuition like really kicked into overdrive was like I said, during the pandemic and during my, um, my Mercury and not Mercury retrograde, the Saturn return, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) my my Saturn return. Right. And so like, I literally was just like emotion. It was also like black lives matter happening, like right in my neighborhood in LA and just like, you know, it was a lot and I think it got to the point where I was just like emotionally overwhelmed. and i I had no choice but to fill feel the fills <laughs> mm-hmm. literally. And so, in that process, and just like understanding that I had to provide a space for myself, to journal it out, to fill feel the fills, it just happened. Mm-hmm. I think it was just like a a click, you know, for me. And I started to nurture myself. I started to do the breath work that I knew how to do. I started to meditate, journal, um, and then EFT tapping. And so all of these things combined kind of created what I now know as the SIS method. And um, that in itself has been a beautiful journey. But um, yeah, I guess the SIS method okay, the CIS method. <laughs> the CIS method stands for spiritually identify your shit and surrender. So it's an acronym for really starting to what I call self-therapy, process your own things, not have to outsource your power to say, hey, I need to go see this person. I need to go to yoga. I need to go get a meditation teacher. I need to go rely on all these people. I started to really rely on myself. And that's how everything kind of came foundationally into place. So to answer your question with the intuition, I think I was just kind of forced into, into place with having to listen. I didn't have a choice.
0: Yeah. And I think 2020 for so many people, and I think, gosh, like you going through your sudden return in 2020, I mean, that's would I would imagine be very confronting, you know, cause just 2020 in general, I feel like my, life, my spirituality, like my practices, like completely changed, like 100%, like I'm a different person now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for you, so like EFT tap and like all these tools, were they always within like your consciousness or like they were always tools that you had, or was it just things that were, you know, during this time as you were changing and, and facing all these things that just kind of like came into your, you know, into your life at that point.
1: Yeah. I think it was a divine alignment. Again, in 2019, (laughs) I literally went so hard in just my self-care game Um, again, three-fiving it, right. Doing all the things that I thought I was supposed to do. So I did like two 30 day uh, straight hot yoga sessions where it was like 30 days in a month, straight hot yoga, sometimes twice a day. Um, And then in that, I was also learning additional techniques. So I learned um, the Bhati breath, the breath of fire. Um, Also EFT kind of came up at some point, right? Um, And meditation has always been there. So I think it was interesting the way it kind of unfolded like a story. You know, I I often look at my life as a movie and like a storybook, Mm -hmm. just from the observational sense. And I'm like, wow, 2019, I did all of these things in preparation for you know what was 2020, and so I essentially learned all of these tools the year prior to the pandemic and prior to everything just being like, nope, all right, it's time to actually do the work and tap into your consciousness and higher self and you know mother yourself essentially. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And so then, so 2020 happened. You were you were living in LA. And you now live in Mexico, correct? I do. <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> what what at what like at what point during 2020? Like what was what happened that you decided to move to Mexico?
1: Ugh, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> So many things happened, um, aside from that, right. So like all of these things it was like week after week, it was something coming up, like all these traumas coming up that I didn't know what was trauma. Um, at the time I thought trauma was just like reserved for people that like had been sexually abused or, you know, verbally or physically abused. Um, you know, we, we tend to compare our traumas to others and we're like, yeah, it's not, it's not that big of a deal, but I, I started to realize and uncover, uncover all of these things. Right. And so things like processing um, the death of my grandmother years later, um, realizing that my relationship my, with my brother that I actually just put to the side and just you know had the excuse of like, we're just different people actually had taken a place in my subconscious mind that was really painful. Um, and so after making this space and processing, processing these things, um, I was also ending a relationship at the time So it was time for me to move out. It was time for me to get my own place, which I was really excited about. And I had actually found, like, the perfect place in Koreatown. It was Unit 108, and it was, like, on the 8th, and it was all of these numerology things speaking to me. And I got approved, but the catch was you needed to take the weekend because there was somebody else in front of you that got approved also. It's like, okay. So... (laughs) As an emotional authority, that actually gave me the time to be like, well, what are my other options right now? It's a pandemic. It doesn't really make sense for me to put essentially three grand down on a new apartment and not knowing where my next line of income is coming from, right? Because the world is on pause. And so following the omens, like just scrolling on Instagram, everybody was in Mexico, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, everyone's in Mexico, big deal. Um, But something pops up and it actually ends up being an invitation. Like now that I think about it in hindsight, it's an invitation from these two women that I had kind of come into contact with in like the LA health and wellness world. And they were like, Hey, we left the country. Like if this feels good to you, if it's aligned for you, like basically like we're inviting you to like, take the jump, you know, and it planted the seed. And this was like right over the weekend where I was still like, okay, I found the dream apartment in K town. I'm about to have my own spot. And yeah, something just made me look up places in Salulita, Mexico. I had never been here before. Um, And after checking it out, I was like, you know what? It just felt absolutely insane, one, but also it felt aligned. And so instead of taking that three grand, right, and like that just being like a first month in deposit, I was able to take that three grand and like live for six months. I'm like, you know what? This actually makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like YOLO, why not? Um, And so I didn't really tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody. And because it wasn't for me to get their approval. I was so deep into like my sovereignty at this point that I was like, you know what? (laughs) It's literally not about anybody else's opinion. I'm not interested in having fear projected on me or anything. So I told like maybe two people and then I left. I sold my things. I stored my car with a neighbor. And I was like, you know what? It, it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, a year and almost a half later, here I am still Mm -hmm. in Mexico. And I would say it's the best move I've made.
0: (laughs) I love that. Are you planning on staying there for the foreseeable future or it's just, yeah. Yeah. I would say
1: this is, this is a home base, honestly. I, uh I'm fortunate to be able to go back and forth now um, between here and LA and kind of work with a few photography clients. So that's kind of interesting. It's a yin-yang balance. Mm -hmm. Um, out here, if, if you're familiar with like astrophotography, out here, I'm on my moon line. So Mm -hmm. it's very feminine energy. And then literally in Los Angeles is my sun line. So it's like masculine. And so I'm literally going back Mm -hmm. and forth between these energies, but, um, this feels correct for me and it feels like a really solid home base. So
0: that's beautiful. So what is that teaching you having that, you know, that kind of like masculine feminine, duality you know in in your life
1: uh it's something I'm still I think I I am just now getting the hang of um yeah I'm just now getting the hang of it because I really thought they had to stay separate and I didn't understand how to allow the two to kind of intertwine and dance and it's been beautiful actually going to LA and shooting so I'm working with Nike in-house um shooting like their products. And so I get to go to work and like work with all of these incredibly talented people. And we get into these conversations about what is human design and what is soul care. And I've actually been able to work with people from, from there one-on-one. So it's been this beautiful mix of understanding that it doesn't have to be two separate things, but it can actually intertwine. And it, helped me realize and remember that a big part of like working in the entertainment industry prior, I was able to have access and this insight to kind of this realization that even the most successful people (laughs) that we, that we look up to in Hollywood, whether it's actors or models or these people that have these portrayably perfect lives they're miserable. There's, there's levels of disconnect from self that are just extremely loud energetically. And so it's been so rewarding to be able to balance this masculine and feminine energy and go into these work environments and say, Hey, (laughs) like, you know, I I kind of sometimes wear my human design shirt. So I like Mm -hmm. set myself up for the invite of the conversation. And then I'm like, here you go. (laughs) These are all the things I know. Does that resonate or not? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's just, it's been beautiful. That's kind of new finding that balance for me.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think even for me, I, I bartend during the day, you know, and then mm. everything else is, you know, working at night. And, but I, for a long time yeah, I had that separation of like, well, this isn't the place to talk about, you know, my spirituality and my passions and the holistic health and the Ayurveda and all of these things that like I MG on in, you know, my life. <laughs> but then it came to a point where I was just like, why not? You know, Mm. now, like I talk to people about like their health and their food and I get into these conversations and like somebody at work even today was just like, oh, I've noticed like all these people come to you for like the specific, you know, like to talk about like specific things. I'm like, yeah, because that's like, that's who I am, you know? And it was like, it got to the point where, yeah, like showing up and talking about or not talking about those things was just not me. So Mm. it was like, why not integrate the, you know, both it's like, it's almost I don't want to say practice, but it's just, yeah, it's being authentic, right? Instead of just being like, well, this is the space for this. And this is the space for that. It's like, no, this is who I am and always. So yeah,
1: Yeah. totally that light bulb moment where it's like, ah, Yeah,
0: (laughs) actually like embodying, (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. embodying practice.
0: (laughs) I feel like, so just as like a preface to to this, like we met in in Silita. I went last year in May for my birthday um, and I've just like, literally that trip for me was so like pivotal in so many aspects of my life. Like I'm still integrating. Like I took off like basically since then until really like recently from really- diving into human design, like knowledge, I was really have been letting all this stuff like integ- integrate, right? Like, cause I feel like I was so about the books, right? It was like, Ooh. I have to know all the information. And I have to do this. And I have to do that as opposed to just being like, this is who I am. Let me understand my way. Let me talk to people and see how it operates in them, you know, and kind of like real life knowledge. And so it's been this really beautiful unfolding for me in just, I think becoming myself. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's it, that's where that, you know, kind of came from this this me expressing this. But um, so I don't know. Yeah, I just think it's so beautiful to take that time to yeah, embody and integrate all integrate like all these things that we're we're learning and teaching and you know, because it is easy to be I think it's just helped me, especially with that imposter syndrome, just mm-hmm. to be like, I don't have to not be who I am. I can mm-hmm. be who I am. And you don't have to, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, a thousand percent. Uh, I always say like with human design, I'm like, you know what? I always open up sessions like, hey, it's really great to know information about yourself. As humans, we freaking love to know information about ourselves, whether it's like personality test or astrology, whatever it is. We're like, oh, yeah, let's get into this information. But the actual integration is like where the real work is. And mm-hmm. so. I love to give people homework or real life scenarios or kind of try to shift that information into a way where it's like, I'm not just here to tell you about yourself because mm-hmm. I could do that. And it's fun for me as a projector. I'm like information, information, but what's the point, right? And mm-hmm. so that, that real life embodiment is just like, yes, I, mm-hmm. I agree and like empathize with that completely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had someone say to me too, we were talking about human design and astrology and they're like, don't you think people just kind of, um, I can't remember the exact wording, but like how people kind of just see what they want to see. And then they take it on as their own, right? Like those, like you, like maybe, you know, Taurus sun and you have all these qualities and it resonates and stuff like that. But like, for me, I'm like, okay. And so even if that's the case, it empowers them to be who they already know that they are. Right. So it's like, yes, maybe I come to you and I'm like, Hey, you know, you're a three, five emotional projector. And you're like, oh my gosh, that resonates so much. Like, that's who I am. And it's like, but it, you know what I mean? Like it gives you permission to be who you are. You know, and I think that's what I love so much about it. Do you want to talk about your design a little bit? I'm always like, especially like <laughs> the emotional solar plexus, right? Like being an emotional projector. Like how does that, like you had mentioned the apartment and how you didn't ride your wave and then Mexico came up. How do you, so projectors, uh, waiting for the invitation, then how long do you typically cycle through your wave or like, what does that look like for you? What was the relationship? Cause I, I have an open route and mm-hmm. I'm just like, always like, I need to make a decision now. Like it just, it, that pressure gets me so hard. And I really had to learn to like, I have so much in my Amazon cart. Cause now instead of just like <laughs> being trigger happy, right. I'll put it in my cart. Like if I'm still thinking about it in like three days, then let's revisit it. But <laughs> so what does that process look like for you?
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a 3-5 emotional energy projector. And um, because I have a couple of energy centers defined, I, including the root, I tend to use that adrenaline as power to just like, I have my like power hours, literally mm-hmm. to like make things happen and then like all die out. And then, I don't know, it's it's so interesting because I think I use it as a tool To so where I where I stay is at in the jungle of Salulitas. So I virtually have no neighbors. It's like this beautiful oasis of jungle, and (laughs) my only mode of transportation is an ATV out here. And but I make it a point daily to still go to town just to energy sample and get that motivation to work. Um, so I think just in terms of just knowing that I'm a projector and knowing that I have an undefined, you know, sacral, I'm able to use that to my advantage and say, okay, let me go like experience Salita. And you know, this town is just like amazing for just random conversations and taking you here and taking you there. And, um, so strategically being able to use that has been, um, a game changer, in terms of my emotional wave um i i would agree with you with the amazon cart strategy like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my my Amazon cart is completely unorganized right now um, in a non-projector fashion, Mm -hmm. but it makes me feel better to be like, okay, I have that on the back end. (laughs) So exactly what you said, Mm -hmm. if I need to come back to it or if something else comes up um, in terms of everyday life and operating, there's not many decisions that I have to make, thankfully where I have to be like, oh, let me get back to you. Unless it's somebody specifically reaching out and saying, hey, can you do this? Or sometimes there's these impromptu human design parties where people are like, oh yeah, I, I know someone, Desi. Desi. Desi knows how to <laughs> how to do the human design. Let's invite her over. And I have to emotionally, pro- I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun. I love doing that stuff, but also <laughs> boundaries. Also, mm-hmm. let me get back to you. Okay, I slept on it. Usually for me, it looks like sleeping on it and I could do it. But at this price, small donation, because I need to understand that my energy is being recognized Um, because I know I provide value. Right. And even getting to that point um, of putting an energetic boundary and saying, hey, there has to actually be a monetary exchange for me. Because once I press go on the human design conversation, it just pours out of me and you're getting so much more than I I didn't even. It just ends up becoming this like divine channel of information. And I'm like, okay. And so (laughs) emotionally, since I know that I always go there, I have started to implement those boundaries. And um, that's been a really powerful change for me in Mm -hmm. terms of just energy protection.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you feel like completely exhausted after that? I mean, you don't have a defined sacral, but you said you are an energy projector, right? So there is an element of like, kind of running through that, that energy frequency or, or whatever terminology you want to use. But I mean, it, to me, I mean, I'm an MG, right? But even like the idea of like being at a party and like talking, like I know myself too, and I, I can like talk about human design all day, and especially in situations like that where everybody's like, read mine, read mine, read mine. I little, <laughs> I get burnt out. Like I will hit a wall where I'm just like, guys, I, I'm, I'm tapped out. <laughs> yeah. So like, even you saying that, like I got tired, <laughs> like mm-hmm. thinking about it. So I can imagine, you know, like being a projector and like not having that sacral. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because
1: <laughs> one thing I've learned when talking about the books, right, mm-hmm. uh, in the books, we know that projectors are like, you know, we we experience burnout, but it takes a while for me to experience burnout, in all honesty. Um, I heard this clip from Raw that stuck with me that says <laughs> essentially non-sacral beings, manifestors and projectors. And, you know, reflectors are super slaves to the sacral. And so you're literally, we are literally able to take this energy and alchemize it and like go into turbo mode. And so that burnout for me doesn't happen until much later um, if it does get to that point. Um, but it's also, again, it's like an energetic balance of boundaries for me mm-hmm. Um I think I experienced burnout a couple times with just holding space for moon circles. And um, after like, yeah, one time I experienced really bad (laughs) burnout where I held a full moon circle and it was 14 people on my Palapa roof. And we kind of went through the SIS method and we went through our affirmations and, you know, doing the whole thing. And after it was such a beautiful ceremony, such a beautiful ceremony, but literally the two days that followed, I felt sick. My body felt like I had a flu and I was in bed. Like my partner was nursing me back to health, like for two straight days. And so once that happened, three, five, I learned my lesson. I was like, yeah, never again this is that safe. (laughs) Mm. Um, and I think that was just what really attributed to that burnout was just being so open and taking on the emotion and taking on, I have a completely undefined spleen as well. So any fear base or anybody just pouring out that kind of thing emotionally, I'm just absorbing that completely. Mm. Um, so yeah, after that I definitely learned my lesson. And I would say I haven't really experienced burnout. Um, because I make sure to protect myself from absorbing all of that energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As you were speaking, that's what I was kind of thinking too. Like maybe it's just like having those boundaries and intentions ahead of time, like really allows you to protect your energy. Cause I know, like when I was describing like getting tired in those situations, I have no boundary set, right? Like I didn't go into it with any sort of like, hey, this isn't, you know any structure, anything, it's just kind of like, you know, one person asks, or I'll be out with like a group of people. And then it becomes this whole thing. Like everybody want then wants my energy. Everybody then wants to know. And that's, yeah. So that's what like gets exhausting. So again, it is kind of coming, and it's, you know, for me, it's, it's still a learning process with my wave, with my emotions. Like Mm. that's like always a thing. And I have feeling cognition. So then like, I'm also tapping in on like another level with people's emotions and feelings and energy and all those things. So Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's a thing>. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, it can be, it can be a lot. And I'm still, you know, I, I think we're all, we're all learning and I'm, you know, so much further along in the journey than I was when I started, obviously, but there are still, you know, still little nuances like that. And that's why it was important to like set the side, the books aside, you know, because mm-hmm. I think that became a mind trip that just became mm-hmm. like this. I was using so much energy to like figure that out rather than just living it, which is right. so much. Right. And so where are you at now? Are you getting
1: back into the books with HG or?
0: So now I am, I'm like reopening myself to like sessions because I just want to like, and I think before when I started doing human design sessions, it was very much like, um, I just felt like not rigid. I don't want to say that, but it was very much like gate channel. Now it's like more conversational. You know, like, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to know how you're feeling. I want to know what your energy is. Like, let's, let's deal with a, not a problem, but like what issue is coming up? What do you want clarity with? So it feels more conversational as opposed to like, you have gate 22 in this, you know, and like, this is what you'll see, but it's also like, yeah, getting to know more of what people actually are experiencing and just kind of like, I'm trying to set and be more intuitive with it. Right. Trusting mm-hmm. myself. Right. Cause mm-hmm. now it's like, I've, ta- I've, I've. Created such a great relationship with my intuition now, and I, and and source and spirit and those messages that come, that's very different now. So it just feels a lot more like, like I can breathe, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so. that conversational makes all of the difference. Mm. I found that if you leave it up to the person, they tell you it. They people start speaking their human design and speaking yes. their body graph, and for us as the guides, as the person that's leading them through this, like they're not here to learn how to read a body graph, right? Mm -hmm. They're totally here to um, feel validated and seen. And so I feel like as human design guides, it's literally our job to validate people's crazy kind Mm -hmm. of what we were talking about earlier, right? Validate the crazy. And Just say, hey, exactly what you're saying is here in your energetic chart, you Mm -hmm. know, and that that has taken all the pressure off because I used to also be in that space (laughs) completely where I was just like, especially as a projector, I would like teach Mm -hmm. people how to read it. And I'm like, hold on. What I started to do is now I teach projectors in that way because we love information. Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, allow the manifestors to kind of guide and I allow the generators to ask questions and guide and help them respond. And, you know, so I literally started to integrate the types and their communication style and language. And Mm -hmm. that was also an aha moment for me.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that because I, I completely resonate with the whole teaching thing. Cause I think like in hindsight, that's what I was doing. Cause I was, I'm such a student in that way. Like I love to learn. So when I would have a session with someone, I was more going in, like, I want you to teach me more than just like, tell me about me. Cause I can like look up my own stuff. Right. So I think like, and as a six, three, I was always, I'm very much like, I do like the student. I do like to see how other people do things. Right. So then, then I can take that on and see if it works for me or if it doesn't or find my own way with it and then become like the role model, you know, where I'm supposed to end up being. Um, But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Resonate with the whole like teaching Mm -hmm. aspect of it. But I've also like really, really dove into um, astrology over the past Mm -hmm. year or two Mm -hmm. for like my own personal thing. But then I'm just like, there's such like a beautiful thing with astrology and human design because astrology is such a big part of it.
1: So then also to
0: be like, Hey, you know, this is the primary energy of your, you know, your human design. And then also looking at, you know, ast- astrologically in houses and kind of like pulling that in is also very cool. Uh, Goes so yeah. deep. It really does. I know it's like never ending, <laughs> Ooh. which is why it can get so overwhelming for people. Right. So it's like learning how to just like, and like with holistic health coaching, right? Like when I like speak to people there so many times, it's like, it, it it is like talk therapy, like, yes, I am suggesting ways that you can better your health, clean up your diet, you know, maybe add some meditation mindfulness, but there's so, like so many times people will like go on and on about something that has seemingly nothing to do with what we're talking about. They'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so off track. I'm like, no, this is exactly what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Whatever is coming up for you right now is what you actually need to process and deal with. Yep. So yeah. it's, it's a beautiful, you know, beautiful thing. Of course, the longer you get into it and the more you learn yourself and, and trust in that and everything. So
1: incorporating yeah. the humanness. <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think like, especially with the emotions, right. With the emotional solar plexus, the emotional authority, I think like I was always, I mean, not that every emotional uh, authority has dealt with that, but I think there's a lot of shame that, that is attached to our emotions, especially like I, my whole family, it was undefined. I was the only Mm -hmm. emotional one. So for me personally, it was just like a lot of, you know, you shouldn't be feeling this way or Mm -hmm. you're you're the dramatic one. You're too emotional. So I kind of like shut that down, you know? Um, But then also now I just feel like I am emotional, you know, like, yeah. And it's like, (laughs) I want to be this spiritual space. I want to have this consciousness. So then for a long time, I was like, well, I can't feel if I want to be here. I have to learn how to process, but then get past it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I am like wildly emotional. I'm Leo Moon and Leo Rising. I have emotional <laughs> soul flexes. Like, it's just, it is what it is, you know.
1: <laughs> you know what's incredible about just like listening to your story right now is like your life journey again, your life movie, right? Mm. Just from the seat of like the observer and consciousness is like wow. Okay, being in a family where you're constantly like shamed for being emotional because you are emotional, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then I feel like (laughs) it's just like this archetype of everybody's life where it's like we start off in alignment, right? And then like life happens and conditioning and other people's perspectives. And then we end up going right back to the person that we were before. And it's just so amazing to be like, look, Own it, but not only own it, but you have a podcast Mm. based around this and like helping people embody this emotional self. And it's this like, there's so much conditioning in the world with this stuff, right? It's like, do you know the percentage of um emotionally defined? It was it was
0: pretty high. I I can't think off the top. Fifty one percent. I believe at least half of the population. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So even the
0: people who are undefined or open, they're still like highly conditioned by the emotional world. So it's like, we are all, it's just, it's, it's different. Cause I even have a lot of people who are undefined emotionally that come to me and they'll ask like, Hey, do you only do like, like, how do you deal with emotions with people who are undefined or, you know? And it's like, yeah, I do this not just for the emotionally defined people because we all have emotions, Mm -hmm. right? Like put human design aside, right? Like I think human design should be a compliment to who we are, but we're all going to feel things. Like that's oh, just yeah. life. So it's like, oh, yeah. that's why I love having these conversations. So it's like, you know, like, what are your tools to, to like regulating your emotions? What does emotions mean to you? How does that feel like? Because there's somebody out there that will resonate with that, you know, and that's just like going through that. And so it's so important for me because emotions literally, I feel like can be so overwhelming if we allow them, like we drown in them. People just like never pull themselves out of that. And like, literally like that hurts my heart. Right. Like, cause I've, I've been there, you know? And so it's mm-hmm. like, just, just giving somebody one tool, one little tool, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's journaling, whether it's just permission, I don't know. Right. Just to, to pull out of it for a second. Cause it's like, you get out of it for just that second sometimes. And that's all it takes to open the door. Yeah. So Yeah. I always
1: <sighs> say, you know, the problem is the portal when it comes to mm-hmm. emotional processing and <sighs> It's honestly the key to mental health, mental yeah. wellness. I mm-hmm. mean, to say um, emotional health is mental health. Uh, it's so ironic that we're conditioned societally, especially in the states, um, and it, you know we're experiencing a universal shift right now. Obviously, where there's more embracing of the emotional self, right, mm-hmm. and going into that feminine energy, but. Prior to you know my whole entire life there has been that shaming and so I completely empathize with you on that and um, I thought again that was part of kind of like thinking I was great at self-care. I was really great at pressing the mute buttons on my emotions mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I'm doing a great job mm-hmm. <laughs> all the while like internally self-harming and not realizing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah man, emotions are the keys to just everything really yeah. everything and we're not given the tools to know how to process our own shit so
0: no we're not and i think that's the you know now with the next generation that's coming up you know like i have two kids and i just really empower them like my son i can get it all into his design and i wanted to talk to you about you cuz i know you have a defined head right oh yeah yeah <laughs> i got that channel of
1: knowing i'm like yeah. Eh.
0: <laughs> yeah that's like he he has a defined head too and i'm just like i want so badly for him to just be himself, you know, and that's what I really want with my kids is, is just to allow them to be them. Right. Cause I think that's, that's, it's just so beautiful. And of course they're going to be conditioned, whether it's by me, whether it's by teacher, whether it's by grandparents, siblings, like we, it just, it is our school (laughs) so much school. Like uh, my, OK, so how with you having a defined head and because I'm, I'm thinking about this, my son in school, there's been some issues because he he likes to chat. He likes to ask questions, but the teachers all say he's respectful, right? It's not like he's and they're like being rude or whatever, but he's also a Gemini moon. So he wants to know. He's very curious. He's very chatty, like he can't. Um, so I'm curious, like, was is that like more of a defined head thing? Like were you like as a kid, were you in school like asking all sorts of questions or like, I'm just, I'm trying to like be uh, able to use verbiage with his teachers without being right. like, well, he's got a defined head. He's a triple split. Like you have to let him do these things. <laughs> oh, I see a triple split. I'm yeah, a triple split is. too. Are you really? Was- <laughs> yes.
1: Um, <laughs> That's funny. I think there's so many elements like, oh my gosh. Now I'm like,
0: I want to see your sense chart. Um, Cause what comes to me, is, does he have the defined throat as well? Mm-hmm. He's got okay. an open G center and an open um, emotional solar plexus. And um, that's it. Okay. Oh no, sorry. Emotions, G and heart.
1: He's got okay. undefined. Emotional undefined. Heart. Got it. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Yeah. To answer your question. No, I I wasn't chatty. I was, um, I was pretty shy and quiet, but then when it came to my circles, you know, I was like that bitter ass projector where I was just Mm -hmm. like telling all my friends what to do and they wouldn't listen to me. And I was just like, why aren't you listening to me? I'm telling you, I'm telling you the way I'm telling you the things. Um, but I, I don't know, I guess when it comes to assessing something like that, what I get interested in, regarding your son's chart would be his mercury like what is he here to communicate and mm-hmm. also his incarnation cross i'm huge on incarnation crosses cuz that yeah. kind of helps
0: navigate yeah i think he's the right angled tension is that the tension yeah mm. but he's also um he's a two, four generator too. So he's just like, he he wants to be so social, right? Like he's never Mm -hmm. met a stranger in his life. He will talk to anybody. Like literally somebody was like crossing the street with their son. And we were like, we were just sitting outside and he like ran up to them, never met these people before in his life. And he's like, Hey, you want to go to the park with me? And the dad was like, well, I think your mom's right there. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) and I told him after, I was like, you cannot like, like people. (laughs) Somebody will take you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it like kind of scared me for him. So I'm like, okay, oh, we've got, wow. we got to learn some boundaries oh, here. What a um, sweet boy. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just like, let's go to the park. I see somebody and their dad in the bike. You know, let's do it. <laughs> That
1: opportunist,
0: yeah. maybe. I mean,
1: th- I mean, I feel like when you look at a body graph, it's just alchemy, right? It's mm. pure energetic alchemy. Yeah. And so there's so many things. It's never just one thing, right? It's like literally learning how to read the language of how your energy flows and also the planetary effects. Um, but I would say the mercury is a huge one yeah. in terms of understanding what he's here to communicate. And um what it is that is if there if that's a defined channel right um or mm-hmm. if it's a hanging gate there's just so many el- small like intricate yeah <laughs> details that can shape that story but yeah i just pulled it up because i was
0: curious it's gate 52 okay conscious conscious
1: 52. gate 52 and he
0: has 52 9 mm. where's 52 at is the that- root oh it's a root yeah okay yeah
1: and it's funny because mm. I
0: only have gate nine. That's a hanging gate for me. So like yeah. for me, I can't, it's, I find it so hard to sit and like focus for a long time, right? Mm. So like, I just think like, it's so beautiful, like connection charts with kids because my I have a wide split 59.6. My daughter, her only channel is 59.6, you know? And then just like having like, wow. it's just so interesting. Like I, we could go wow. on that for ages. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just like interesting,
1: but so you have a single and you have a triple split. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. And what is your daughter? She's a she's one a generator. three generator. Yeah. Emotional okay. generator. Oh, one
1: three. Yeah. yeah. She um. only
0: ha- but she only has the sacral and the solar plexus, com- like undefined everywhere else. So she's very sensitive, very like takes on a lot of energy from people. Um yeah, it's it's uh Girl, okay. she energy clearing is her thing. I know, <laughs> and she's. Huge. <laughs> I know, and I'm trying to teach her the tools. Like I, so like, okay, for you, meditation does that come easy or is that difficult for you with a defined head?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, something that I love and am centered by, um, because I am defined by the channel of knowing, like right in mm-hmm. the middle. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, there's so many elements that kind of speak to why meditation is so important for me Uh, usually for people with undefined heads I'm like meditation's important for you (laughs) you know you got things flying around in there all day but it's just as important for defined heads um but I think that kind of also goes into like my son and my incarnation cross Mm -hmm. and just um yeah the messages all throughout my body graph are kind of just like you know, having a desire to spiritually provoke others, but also relying on my knowingness. So, centering with my knowingness is like a huge, huge part of who I am in terms of uh, walking through life with energetic honesty.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's easy for you to quiet the noise in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's
1: well, given given like the breath work that I do mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. prepping for that, because it's literally shifting the brain waves from beta to alpha state and like yeah. prepping me. Um, so understanding the science be- behind why things work has really helped to also further validate my thinking mind and being mm-hmm. like, okay, take a seat in the back. Let's drop
0: into the body,
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I have, I have a defined Ajna. I don't have a defined like uh head, but I'm meditation. There are still some days where I'll sit in meditation for like 20 minutes and not once is my mind quiet.
1: Mm. You know, like
0: I, I find these little pockets, but I also don't necessarily like prep myself. Like I find meditation. So like, I've recently gone more into meditation in sort of like a channeling way, like tapping into like the Akashic records, which is new. That's like, like just like the last week I've been doing that like every day, but like, yes. but going in and like channeling something is also, I feel like putting me in a space, but allowing my it is not even like my mind. I mean, it is my mind going, but I don't know how to, you know, it's just kind of like more, I guess a different space, but mm-hmm. that's interesting. Like breath work. I feel like guided meditations are, are useful because it allows my mind to focus on something, but I, yeah, I'm always curious because I mean, you know, all the books, it says that, you know, defined mind is is thinking all you do is think <laughs> like, so I just, I'm always yeah. curious when it comes to meditation and, and that definition. I'm
1: always going over the process and refining and refining and refining in my mind. But um, prior to actually like channeling the Sis method and just trying to do meditation on its own, I feel like there were some struggle points. Mm. Um, but really, doing the precursor of the breath work to center myself energetically and drop into my body and again, like that brainwave transition, um, is huge for actually being able to center and prepare for everything else to follow.
0: Mm -hmm. So when you're, so when you're working with clients or groups on the SIS method, um, human design is integrated in that. Like you, you know, their designs you're going through and like, are you guiding them with that information as a tool or is, or is, are they two separate things that you, you use? They
1: are two separate things. And then they also integrate. So mm-hmm. typically my human design clients, I will convert them over to one-on-one work for energy clearing, because it's kind of like, <laughs> I had a package for a while that I was calling, um, uh, energy, energy clearing by design. Right. Cause we know that the undefined centers hold so much, so much conditioning and there's so much, um, story behind those centers, right? So being able to be privy to that information and ask the correct questions through guidance really helps to like tap into that subconscious mind and help people release energetically what's been in their bodies or been stored in the subconscious space. Um, But a thousand percent, I think the two go hand in hand. And I think it's always just a, a tool to help enhance and understand like energetic guidance on a, in a way that, you know, a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't understand or have a feel enough for themselves in terms of how to communicate what their traumas mm-hmm. are or where their energy is stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so human design is just like a window into asking, being able to ask the right questions and guide in a way that, um, really kind of opens the floodgates to being like, all right, let's move that out of the way. Cause we, you know, we know that's there.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think we're just like, we've just abandoned ourselves so many times in our life that we just human design just allows you to see it and remember it. Right. Like, remember, like you said before, like we're kind of, we were born unconditioned. Right. And then now we're like coming back to that space. And I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I could talk about human design all day. Cause I just, yeah, it's just same. like changed my life so much. And I just, it, it's incredible, you know? Yeah. But do you want to speak to, uh, I know you said you're having a podcast coming out soon. Um, do you want to talk about the podcast a little bit? Yeah. Um, so I'm starting a
1: podcast.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yay. No, it's called, um, your soul care podcast with Desiree Jamila mm-hmm. And so the, premise is literally allowing myself to be a mirror and kind of helping people walk through the process of um, identifying similar traits, kind of what we talked about earlier with you know thinking that self-care is the answer, but really there's a lot of like you know escapism happening and pushing away from you know the problems and um, really starting to understand from a scientific level and a energetic level that the problem is the portal. Um, to be able to actually experience whatever it is you're here to experience, joy, satisfaction, success, right? Um, peace. And so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to putting this into the world and birthing this into the world. Um, Cause it's just, it's just a space. I think I have gone through in three, five, my way through, uh, the idea of having courses and, and, you know, all the things you're supposed to do, again, it's a huge metaphor for life. All the things you're supposed to do, supposed to have a vacuum, a container, a safe space, a course, a program. Um, but what happens is I find myself, when I when we do talk about energy draining um, and being depleted or burnout, I'm repeating the same things over and over and over and I could only do that for so long with the same amount of enthusiasm and um, you know care. And so I'm really excited about this podcast thing as a platform to be able to kind of archive what it is that I know to be my truth and hopefully inspire other people's own realization and consciousness and shifted behaviors and being able to cultivate a relationship with themselves Mm
0: -hmm. rather
1: than looking to others and what others are doing. Right.
0: Yeah. And when is that coming out? Have you set a date yet? (sighs) No, No. I haven't. I I, I was debating
1: about that. I'm like, tentatively, you know, I I like to play with numbers. I I was thinking, um, four, three, two, two, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, kind of the countdown thing, but we'll see. I'm not, I I have an undefined heart, so I'm not making any promises. I'm just kind of going to, you know, fill into what, what feels correct soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: That's exciting. That's really exciting. Soon, Yeah. I love, I love having a podcast. I think it's just like, like, say such a beautiful thing, such a beautiful way to share yourself and your information. And, and, you know, if you decide to have guests or anything like that. So I don't know. That's exciting. It's, It's awesome. I will definitely yeah. listen when it comes out. You'll have to let me, yeah. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. <laughs> yes. I will yeah. let you know. Yeah. And then you also have a retreat this summer, right? I do. You want to you tell everybody about that as well? Yeah. So
1: this past year while living in Mexico, I've been holding space for one-on-one retreats uh, called the soul space retreat, um, which has been amazing and transformational for so many people on so many different levels. Um, but this upcoming retreat is called the Becoming Me Retreat. And so this is going to be happening July 9th through the 16th. And it is a BIPOC and uh, queer space in Sayulita, Mexico. It's a seven-day retreat. And you know, the Becoming Me Retreat is really about having a space to silence the outside distractions and really turn up the volume on becoming a more you or you. And that's doing that using the sys method, using the human design um system and really starting to unbecome all of the things that you thought you should be, thought you were, and reintroduce yourself and realign with your authenticity, which is what we all want, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah. And I'm very
0: excited about that. Yeah. And Sciolita is such a beautiful place. I, I like so for me, it was on my Neptune line. So I know I I was mm-hmm. a little bit more um, not delusional. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, that duality of just like, I was like floating away and like, it was all mystical and everything like that. Yeah. (laughs) I was just completely like, so that was like my experience. So I just, I just think it it could be like no more beautiful place to like come to yourself, you know, and Mm -hmm. to kind of like find yourself again. So, yeah. I mean, Salulita,
1: similar to Sedona, um, Arizona, we have vortexes here, your energy vortexes, and you literally feel it. It's just, this magical vacuum of a space that really forces you to, you know, do the work that you may not be ready to do, but it's like, Hey, you know, you said like, it's almost been a year, right? Since you've yeah. been here and you're still integrating from your trip mm-hmm. here. So,
0: yeah. And I did like, I mean, I, shamanic healing, psychic readings. I mean, I did all the things <laughs> like I came back and everybody was like, you're not tan. I was like, I didn't go to the beach. <laughs> I literally <laughs> didn't even go to the beach. but yeah, it is, it is such a beautiful place. I love that. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to let people know where they can reach you? Or if there's anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to touch on, um, I'll have everything in the show notes, but just, yeah, just let everybody know. Um, yeah, well, (laughs) Uh,
1: My Instagram handle is with Desiree Jamila. Uh, That's D-E-S-I-R-E-E Jamila. And um, yeah, if you're feeling called to really take your self-care to a soul level and in line with your divine self, with your own energy and understand who you are here to be, then... I would love to invite you to uh, come on over, slide into the DMs, shoot me a shoot me a message and um, yeah, let's see how we can
0: make it happen. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your energy, sharing your knowledge, all the information and uh, yeah, I look forward to everybody connecting with you and, and getting this podcast out. Thank you, Risha. Of course. Well, I appreciate the invite. Of course, thank you.